Good morning on this Friday morning, and welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We're going to pick up right where we left off yesterday in the book of 2 Kings, uh, chapter 7. We're talking about four leprous men. If you've been following our train of thought, uh, in the book of uh, 2 Kings, we had started off with the Shemanite woman receiving her 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 son uh, back to life and also the other uh, widow woman that had been blessed and the barrel and the oil had not finished, God being a provider. And then, of course, we saw Gehazi uh, receiving the, le- the leprosy of, of uh, uh, Naaman. But now we are at a time where there is a famine and famines can be of just about anything. There can be a famine of uh, of the Word of God, where people they just don't have the Word of God in their lives. A famine of the of the Holy Spirit in people's lives. Uh, a famine of uh, finances, economy. A famine of food. Well, let's look at some of the things that we can learn from the Scripture, and let's see what it says. Starting in uh, verse one, I don't want to read everything all over. But I just want to simply just cover some points. And Elijah said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord upon whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord were to make the windows of heaven, might this uh, thing be, and he said, "Behold, thou shalt see it with your eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof." Now let's pay a little bit of attention to uh, this individual was at the gate uh, of the city, but he was on the inside of the gate because on the outside of the gate are four leopards that uh, basically are not permitted to come in. And if you really stop and think about it. Even the New Jerusalem is going to have 12 gates. And only those that have walked with the Lamb of God, only those that have been uh, washed in His blood and be made worthy are going to be able to enter into that gate. And when they do, they're going to both be able to see and eat of the fruit and of the blessings that are inside the gates of that new city, the New Jerusalem. But right here, this man doubts, and he basically tells the prophet of God, uh, even if God was to open the windows, if he was to do this, even then, you know, I don't think this would be possible. But the prophet tells him, you're going to get to see this that I'm talking about, but you're not going to get to taste of it. And that is a sad thing, because many are never going to get to taste of How good the Lord is in their lives, unless somebody tells them. Well, when we get to verse 3 onward, it says, and this is where we really got to pay special attention to small little words. It says, now, there were four leprous men. And we said, okay, let's assume that these four leprous men are uh, Gehazi and his three sons. After having uh, received leprosy in chapter 5, the leprosy of Naaman and the curse that was placed upon them, let's listen to them talk and let's listen to uh, basically generally how 
the general population is when it comes to certain things. There was four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. See, at the entering in. They were not inside, but just they were at the gate. And they said one to another. They said. See, you have a lot of people that do a lot of saying. And we're going to notice here in in these uh, verses that we're going to read. We have people that talk a lot. There's a whole lot of talking going on. But there's no action. Then there's going to be people that sit a lot. And they also do a lot of talking, but they don't do anything. And then you're going to have those that finally come to the conclusion, let's just go ahead and uh, surrender to the, surrender to uh, whatever the circumstances, surrender to the enemy, surrender to God, surrender. And uh, an easy way to remember this is they were saying, or they say, that's with an S, uh, they sit, that's with an S, and they surrender, that's with an S. You got S, S, S. But if we start and look at it, we can see that even in the scripture, you have uh, uh, in the book of Psalms, blessed is the man. And it, it, starts, off, it starts off with the individual uh, that walketh not. Uh, he's doing something. But then it says uh, he sits down. And then finally, it, uh, I mean, he stands up, he stops, stands, and then he finally sits. Well, right here, we're given a clue as to the thinking of not only how people respond to certain circumstances, but actually some of the things that are required for us to do that we should be concerned about and actually put ourselves into action with it. And, uh, and it says, and they said one to another, why sit? We hear until we die. So they are talking, they are saying, and they are sitting. They're not basically doing anything. And here is the key in verse 4. If we say, if we say, if we say, let's uh, enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. If we sit, if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come, let us fall. Let us surrender unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. There's about three or four versions that you can read. And they all say, let us surrender, let us surrender, let us surrender. In other words, when we surrender unto God totally and completely, I mean, there's even a whole song about that, I surrender all. But I mean, truly surrender, then basically God is the one that fights the battle for us. He is the one that will win the battle for us. And we're going to sit still or stand still or look uh, at the salvation of the Lord that he provides for us. But here are some of the key things. There was a lot of if. If we say, if we sit, uh, if we go, and if they kill us. So these are some things to kind of pick up on and see. But in verse number 5, it says, and they rose up. No more let's talk about it. No more let's see what people have to say. No more let's get a committee and, you know, get things planned out. And But it was, 
they rose up. No more sitting down in front of the gate. No more uh, assumptions will die if we go in the city. No more assuming anything. Let's just get into action. And they rose up. Not one, not two, not three, but all four of the lepers rose up. Right as it was getting dark to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no man there. In the entire time that they were having their little discussion as to what to do sitting there, and by the time they got to where the camp was, on the outermost part of it, nobody was around. God had already dealt with the situation. God had dealt with the circumstances. These men were unaware of it, but it's the actions that they take afterwards. And I am going to assume that Gehazi is going to be the one that says what he says. And possibly this is where there is a transformation in his life. And it says in verse number 6, For the Lord had made, past tense, the host of the Syrians to hear a noise. Now, they hear a noise of chariots. And they hear a noise of horses. And they hear a noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us. The kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians are come upon us. In other words, four leprous men are coming to them at twilight. These individuals hear. Notice, they hear. The, the man at the gate was told that he would see this thing, but not taste it. That's two of the senses there. Then the individuals, uh, leopards, they were talking, 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 sitting until they got up into uh, do something about it, put it into action, and they wind up at the camp of the Syrians. But when you get to the camp of the Syrians, the Lord had made them to hear. Here's another of the senses that they wind up uh uh, being expressed. They hear the noise of chariots. There was no chariots out there. They hear the noise of horses. There was no horses out there. They hear the noise of a great host. Well, if you remember in chapter 5, when uh, the prophet was there and his young servant woke up, he saw that the mountain was, he saw that they were surrounded by this great host, this great army. And all of a sudden, the Lord says, open his eye. Uh, the, the, the prophet says to the Lord, open his eyes. And he opened his eyes and he saw the mountain filled with chariots and horses with a great host of the army of the Lord. So it's possible that that very same army that was protecting Elijah before now is the noise was made not visible to their eyes, to that part of the senses, but was now made audible to their hearing ability. In the other one, they were blinded to the degree that they could not tell where they were at. They weren't physically blind that they couldn't see. They could still see, but they just couldn't understand what was going on. And now all of a sudden, 
There is not blindness that they're getting, but it's their hearing. So, so we've got two of the senses that are very important, our, our natural seeing and our natural hearing. But when you take those two things, you also have our spiritual seeing and our spiritual hearing, our capacity to hear what the Lord is saying, what the Lord is doing, and to see what he is also doing. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, they're the ones that are talking now. It's not the four leopards, but it's the, the army of the host of the Syrians that are talking. And they are the ones that are saying one to another, Ah, Israel has hired uh, other kings to come and help them. So it says in verse 7, so they rose up. Just like the four leopards had risen up, they rose up and they fled. They fled. But see, the, 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 the four leopards had gone to go surrender in the twilight. Amazing. Just like it was in the twilight that these individual leopards were going to go surrender, it was in the twilight that these individuals also left. They, they arose they fled in the twilight and they left their tents, their horses, their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. Can you imagine how scared these individuals were? These were men of war. These were soldiers. They were supposed to be fearless. And yet the noise that they heard of the chariots, the noise that they heard of the of the horses and, and the noise that they heard of the great host, these three different uh, sounds was so intense that they literally fled for their lives without seeing a thing. Now that other man at the gate, he's going to see, but he's not going to get to eat thereof. He heard what the prophet said, but he's not going to be a partaker. And many people see the miracles that Jesus has done. He's, they see the lives that have been transformed by the power of God. They see that, but yet they never partake of it. They never enter in to the blessing that God has provided for them. Well, let's finish up here in uh, verse number seven, uh, uh, verse number eight. And when the leopards came in to the outermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried their silver and gold and remnant and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence and went and hid it. Remember the actions of Gehazi where he went to Naaman and he asked and he lied about it and he went and hid what he had gotten. Well, it seems that the pattern is being followed again, but the story has a twist. Join us tomorrow on Saturday as we continue our train of thought. But until then, keep looking up our redemption draw of night. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you. Amen.